Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Finn, and I am joined by Adam Walter, the founder and president of Humanize IT. Adam, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Awesome. Good to hear. Uh, For folks who don't know who you are or don't know what Humanize IT is, can you give a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, uh, I came in from the corporate world. I was a corporate engineer, sysadmin for 17 years, uh, was a director of security for critical infrastructure for a number of years. Uh, You name the hat, I've probably worn it except for programming. Uh, So I started a uh, fractional CIO firm back in 2017 called Virtual C and did a lot of great work there and um, ended up buying a software that was doing gap analysis for me called Managed Services Platform. Some of you out there may have heard of it and turning it into this product that allowed you to talk to your customers about what really was affecting them from security initiatives to uh, projects that are going to grow their company. So our, our account management software is best in class and allows you to do a lot of really great things about driving conversations with your clients. That's awesome. Uh, and a conversation that a lot of uh, people are either unaware they need to have or they avoid actively if they know they need to have it. <laughs> We're engineers. We don't like to talk to people. People are just ruining our stuff. I've I've met a few that are incredibly gregarious and they like, uh, they don't, but they're usually not extroverted in the sense of like they meet people in these large groups and they get a lot of energy from that. They're like, I don't want to talk to these yeah. people at all. <laughs> but then, go ahead. Most, most engineers are engineering for a reason, you know, just, Leave me alone. Let me do my job. Yeah. If it wasn't for the users, uh, we wouldn't need phishing, right? We would <laughs> have to worry about, you know, your software. If we could just let the systems run themselves. Well, uh, I used I used to think that too. Uh, and then I was reading this, uh, this article that came out from, uh, I forget who released it. I should really go figure this out so it doesn't sound like I'm just pulling this out of a hat. But uh, IT folks are just as susceptible to social engineering as people who wouldn't consider themselves IT folks. And I gave a talk on this uh, at IT Nation last year where I essentially said, it's like, here is like, here's like four different studies and, and, you know, books by biologists that claim and then support the claim that we are by default wired to fall for deception. It's like, so hmm. if you believe you are not falling for social engineering in any capacity, not capable of it. Please explain to me how you've escaped your biology and uh, you are no longer human. And then they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, this is what, this is what we're told. This is what we've discovered as people. I, I dropped so. enough acid to rewire my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm no longer human by your standards. By your standards. I have evolved. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we talk about all the time is, uh, that's that's our brand, right? Humanize, humanize things, humanize the security element. I re- I remember back in uh, well, like 2007 or 2008 when I think it was 2008 R2 just came out for Windows, and we were we were discussing how to get people to use more secure passwords, and it turned out it was really easy. All I had to do is say, hey, look, if you make a harder password, if you if you can meet these criteria, I'll extend your password reset cycle to 90 days. 
all of a sudden I had a line of people willing to do 15 character passwords. <laughs> yeah. Because we had pretty strict security um, requirements. And people are like, oh, they're just so tired of changing their passwords that when we, when we appealed to their laziness, it suddenly became easy for them to remember their password. And we worked with the human to, to increase the security. And that, that has worked well for us. And we found out that it was the engineers largely that were annoyed with it because they had so many passwords that they just were tired of changing them every 30 to 60 days. So enticing the engineer to be lazy and say, look, you, you only change every 90. They were more than willing to do that. And that was before password vaults were really a big thing. We had our, our offline password vaults and that was about it. Yeah. I, um, I always try to remind folks that all technology exists to make our lives more convenient. So if you're like, we're going to buy this technology so that we can make your life more inconvenient or like what you're saying is like, we're going to make you reset passwords every 30 minutes. I know that's obtuse, but I'm sure somebody suggested it somewhere in the world. It's like, no, <laughs> all of this technology exists because that person needs to do their job in a more convenient matter. Uh, and uh, what I've seen, and actually uh, I was talking with uh, uh, one of my buddies who owns a company in the space, and he said what they've noticed in their company is if you make it more inconvenient to do somebody's job, they just start using different software that you're unaware of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I talk about humanizing security and when I was back in my CISO um, days was uh, I would bring in a box of donuts to different divisions. Uh, every week, everybody knew Friday, like eventually they started catching on Friday. Adam Walter was going to bring in a box of the good rolls from Lamar's and just sit there and just chat because people avoided talking to security. Like I wanted them to feel natural. I wanted the engineers to want to come talk to me as a resource. I wanted the end users in accounting to come talk to me if they saw something odd and building up that relationship really helped me understand what they were trying to do and what was causing annoyance in their lives. So if we did a new password manager and they're like, I just can't get it to work or MFA, like today MFA is so annoying. I, I complain about MFA all the time because which authentication am I using and how many times am I going to get reminded to do something? I think logging into Azure was like a nightmare for me because I had to, get my phone, get a device, get this. And then like, by the time I was done, I'd done like six MFAs. And I, I just, I just wanted to, you know, I just want to get on my Xbox and play my game. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so hard? And it makes me want to get around security. It makes me want to avoid security because all I want to do is play my game. So when I load up my Xbox, I said, just bypass it. Just make it a single user. Rather than doing the best practices, I got lazy. Yeah. I'm sensing a common theme that if you make things too hard and too inconvenient or too uh, opaque and unapproachable, not only will your security folks be avoided, but security will be avoided because it's now not viewed as a benefit, but as a drawback. Yeah, I think that's, you know, we talk about the weakness of the human element. If it wasn't for the humans, our computers would be secure. And as you said earlier, that's not true. We're we're as um, I mean, yeah, human engineers. But even your systems, uh, they'll wear down. They'll they'll have bugs in them. Their things, software won't work right. And the attackers are human on the other side. So they're going to be thinking of more creative ways to hack, more creative ways to get around you. And one of the more creative ways I have 
picked up on when, back around 2016, 15 was the use of internet memes for um, propaganda warfare and how that played into phishing attacks. I don't know your thoughts on that. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, but getting people internal to an organization to cause strife or to argue or to share things that had payloads or just to get them to mentally shift to make things difficult inside of that organization. So if you can just destable an organization through internet memes like, oh, you're a Democrat. Oh, you're a Republican. Oh, you're a advocate for this or that. Or, you know, get people to argue. Then they stop paying attention to security and what's going yeah. on back here. I'm a huge fan of memes. I think. Same here. I, <laughs> my, my, my second language is meme, right? <laughs> uh, I often. <laughs> it's like a. I often feel inhuman. I'll, I'll reference a meme and then everyone, like even the people who are like, I also like memes are like, what are you talking about? That makes absolutely no sense. And I'm just like, all right, hold. I go like Charlie from um, uh, Always Sunny where I'm like, hold on, hold on. Let me explain this to you. And I'm, I'm getting out the red yarn. I'm, I'm putting like eight different memes together uh, and trying to, it's like, I, I don't know how I have all this context on, on memes, but I just do. And I try to reference it because it, it's, I think most of it's just hilarious. I think we're moving more towards, then we go uber geek on you. I know we were geeking out before the podcast, but uh, Tarmac and Galad at Tanagra, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're moving into a society where we only are going to talk in MAME. Like you have to know the context of this meme in order to understand where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. Memes inside of memes. Um, have you ever heard uh, like it's turtles all the way down? Like the, the philosophy of how is, what is the universe? Turtles all the way down. I know we're, we're a giant wad of uh mud on the back of a turtle that i know that one yeah and then the the question is okay well what's beneath that turtle and the answer is just another turtle so it's like all right what's beneath that one another turtle and then so it's like it's turtles all the way down um the reason i I bring that up is because people always blame humans for cybersecurity breaches like you had brought up it's like oh that person uh and i'm not saying that i believe this but the thought is that dumb person that's that stupid person clicked that phishing link how dare they? Or they did it or they fell for the, you know, the um, authenticator bypass where they just immediately responded with the six digit code or they answered the phone call from the IRS because they were calling them a stupid person gave yep. them their money. Right. My response is this. It's like, all right, well, in order for a person to be in a place where their mistake could cause an issue for their company or themselves, all of the software that was bought for them to protect them has already failed. So it's like, in the turtles, it's it's turtles all the way down. What I'm trying to get at is like, all right, if we're blaming this human, let's also blame the humans th- that decided to buy the security stack that didn't work and then implemented improperly in some cases. Let's then blame the humans that okayed the purchase of that security stack and gave them the budget to do so. Let's even go further. Let's blame the humans that built those security tools because they did it so poorly it resulted in an outcome that didn't end that somebody bought that they didn't end up receiving. And then let's go back even further to those people's employers and say they hired an idiot because they didn't code the thing properly and it didn't do the job they said it did. So it's like, all right, why are we stopping at this one human who happens to be at the very end of this very, very long line of chain of humans who all made mistakes that resulted in somebody getting money stolen from them? It's turtles all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. The I try to like insecurity when I talk about humanizing it, it's, it's all about working with like, don't, don't say, well, if it wasn't for like, no work with it, Like, appeal to the laziness and the strengths of your audience. What are they good at? If you see a post-it note with a password on it, on a desk, 
there's a breakdown in your security protocol somewhere. You're, it is easier for them to violate security than it is to observe your policy. Yeah. Find out why. Talk to Susan. Talk to Roy. Talk to Bob. Whoever's at that desk. And like, why do you have that post-it note there? Don't get them in trouble. We would be like, well, because we have to change our passwords every like two weeks. And my memory just cannot contain that. And I'm tired of like having to reset my password all the time. You think, okay, well, I would rather do this than have them put a post-it note up. So what is, what is the alternative? How can you work with them? So they want to be more secure. Why do they click on that link? Go into the why. Like, well, it came across just like all the other, I get 300 emails a day that do this and it came in and I just did it. Okay, maybe you're overwhelming them. Maybe we need to simplify their life. Like they have fewer links to click on and change the process so that their lives are easier. Yeah. And I I always tell people, like, look at the human element there, the why behind the failure. Is it because they're a dumb person or is it because it's too complicated? It's it really is. What's simple to you may not be simple to them. And they feel the same way about you when you're doing your receipts for your expense trips. Like, why don't you just put them in the right format, people? You know, how many times your accountant like yell at you about just make sure it's in the right format. It's not that hard. It's the same conversation you have with them. Like, why don't you just reset your password to something you don't actually secure? It's that's actually a really interesting mindset because I can think of several things in my own life immediately where I've actually told uh, in in this case, not accountants, but other people like I'm just not going to do that because I don't value like basically why I don't value that. I don't think that's important. So it's like, all right. Hold on, I'm saying the same things about all my end users. It's like, wait a second, they're saying the same thing to me. It's like, I don't value that. I don't care anymore. It's like, oh my, oh, that's the thing that's going to lead to you making a mistake that the company has to shut down for a few days over. Yep. And they don't recognize that. And it's uh, incredibly inconvenient. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, like my, my experience has always shown the human element is largely lazy or pride. Like they want, they want to do their job well. And uh, you'll hear me talk on our podcast all the time about impatience, laziness, and hubris, the three great virtues. You know, impatience is the ability to do things before they're anticipated, but to anticipate things that need to be done. Laziness, the ability to do things so well, you only have to do them once. And hubris, which is the ability to do things so well, other people brag about them. And I love applying those three human aspects to our world as security providers because it helps us work with our company rather than against it. Like, no, here's what you need to do because it's the best practice. Uh, okay, let's work with people. Let's, let's help yeah. them understand the value on their terms so that they want to be better. They want to say, I'm secure. And then you can brag about how secure your environment is. Anyone using best practice, the words best and practice when trying to communicate value to somebody not on your own security team is inherently does not understand how that individual's thinking and has already ended the conversation before it started. Like working with the human element and keying on where we're going with um, security and why people are falling for these really simple, what we consider really simple items. It's not because they're dumb. You got to get on with the end user and be like, Hey, look, you got that. Get the admin in uh, engineering who just put a back door into your system. Maybe they made a mistake or maybe they were just overwhelmed and they clicked yes at the wrong time. They have alert fatigue, but you got to identify that. 
So once you identify that human element, what's causing those breaches, what's the risk there, then you can move forward. Everybody wants to automate security. Everybody wants to remove the human from it. And that is the wrong direction to go. If you're not training your people to recognize a a phishing email, you're not training them to recognize a a meme that's going to be inflammatory, not training them on those things, they're just the brain's going to get hacked because the attackers out there know how humans work. And that's the element they're working with. They know that people are lazy. They're playing off of these emotions and these natural abilities of humans to behave in certain ways. And they know that they can bypass all that automated security that you're putting in place because your security processes and programs don't behave like humans. So that's where you got to come into play as a security provider is think the way your users do so you can work with them. For uh, for folks who wanted to learn a little bit more about you or Humanize IT, where would you suggest they go? Uh, you can check us out. Like uh, we've got a huge social media channel. Uh, we we post twice a week. We get a live broadcast every Thursday on LinkedIn, and we have a a podcast that comes out. And then we have humanizeit.biz, where you can check out everything we do. Awesome. Uh, for folks listening or watching, we'll have links to all that in the show notes, so you can connect with Adam and learn a little bit more about Humanize IT. Adam, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a blast having you on. Thank you. Anytime. See you on the next episode, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.